What's up, dudes? Ew. Uh, we had some NFL action last night. Playoffs surprise outcome in the second game for sure. Big time. 49ers rolled in the first Big game. Time. First game, and the Titans dominate the Ooh. Ravens. Completely dominate um, both sides of the ball on the line, especially uh, a couple early turnovers, which turned into touchdowns and. Titans are looking kind of scary, actually, after being a little bit under the radar, maybe. Um, they win again with a quarterback throwing under 100 yards. What so is going on? Ryan Tannehill joins Terry Bradshaw as the only quarterbacks to win two playoff games consecutively throwing under 100 yards. That's pretty crazy that Terry Bradshaw's name is in there. Well, Terry Bradshaw comes from the era, though, where they threw the ball maybe 12 times a game, something like that. Um, yeah, but I guess just the fact that, like, you kind of think of all-time great quarterback names yeah, and name Terry Brown up there. there, and then he's got that stat line. Well, it's funny because you, you look at older generation quarterbacks, and I'm talking, like, now at this point, like three, four generation ago quarterbacks that are considered greats. Their numbers – Kind of suck. Like, Joe Namath is a Hall of Famer, and he has more interceptions than touchdowns, I'm pretty sure. He's definitely the most questionable Hall of Famer. I've known that for a while, and if it wasn't for a Broadway Joe persona, he would not be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's... How many Super Bowls did he win? He won the one, yeah, which was big, I guess, for his legacy, but I got maybe that's before the Hall of Fame... I don't know if they're stricter now, but maybe back then it was more based on accomplishment than than your actual statistics. Like I mean, back then they champions didn't... are more likely to get in than people who didn't. And back then stats weren't recorded as like frivolously as they are now. Like they take down every single stat nowadays. Like you know what I mean? There's all these statistics are oh everything gosh. in sports, and they didn't even like record sacks and stuff back then. So it's like. It's, they're probably like scrambling to find people to enter into the Hall of Fame. It's probably all offensive players for a long time. That's true. Pro Football Focus has too many stats now. That's what I'm saying. It's I mean, all, it's yeah, it's, it's crazy wild. all the things that they're able to track and, and the ways that they identify how effective a player is rather than just what you see with your eyes and the the, the regular, you know, the stats that show up, sacks, right. tackles for losses. It's all these, what's it called? Like, not next-gen stats, but what's it called? It is pretty much like next-gen stats. It really, I mean, it is. It's all, it's all calculated and it's, it's like advanced analytics, I guess you would consider it. But regardless of 
And, and the Ravens are actually a team that are on the forefront of all these advanced analytics. The story was out this season. They've got some 26-year-old, I think, graduate of Princeton who yeah. is working as their – like he's their um, analytics coordinator. And he he has a direct connection in the headset to John Harbaugh. And he's the one who tells them when they should be going forward on these fourth downs based on the percentages and like, you know, their yardage, where they're at. On the but field. they can they converted at like yeah. an all time. So they mentioned year. yesterday they got stuffed on fourth and one yesterday yeah, after was... converting on every single attempt this season on fourth and one. So that yeah. was that was crazy. There was a couple different it, that... plays that kind of changed the outcome of the game. Obviously, the turnovers always hurt, but that one they were driving and had a chance to potentially tie it with a score and two point conversion. So that was huge. That's it. I just saw it. I saw a tweet this morning that said um, the Ravens had, it was like eight or nine drives that ended in Tennessee territory, three of which inside the 20 and they only scored 12 points. Yeah. Like that's that is crazy. crazy. And that, that fourth and one that they missed to me, it looked like user error. It looked like yeah. It looked like he could have had it to the right if he would have just kept going forward. Exactly. It, it was a user error. It, it kind of looked like a. I mean, obviously Tennessee's defense is playing tough right now, but I feel like they botched it. And you know, it's not the it's not the twenty six year old kid's fault. Moneyball two is still in effect. Well, if he keeps doing well. <laughs> but I think when you look at Lamar Jackson, he he's younger than twenty six too, isn't he? I was talking about the statistics, kid. Oh, yeah, no, Princeton. Jackson's 23. 23, I was going to say. Yeah. But when you look at Lamar Jackson, I think his when you look at his stats at the end of the game, they look stacked. Yeah. But he played his worst game of the season. Um, he had a couple turnovers. He he gained a lot of yardage, but it was it was pretty much garbage. They were down. It was it was the three turnovers yeah. that because they were in inopportune times right. for them too. Like, there's there's plenty of quarterbacks that throw a lot of picks. Like right. You think of Brett Favre, but but then it's the timing of them when you need when you're going into the red yeah. zone or you're in enemy territory and you're down like one score. Exactly. Like those are the times that you can't. Right. It's, there's do a that. big difference between throwing a pick on third and fifteen on a bomb, which is basically a punt, or when you're like you said. When you're right. on the cusp of scoring and putting points up, yeah. and you throw a pick or fumble, there's a huge difference. So I think, and that could just be the the youth of right, him. exactly. I mean, so I think he's still young, um, and as great of a season as he's had, the playoffs is a whole different animal, as you saw yesterday. Absolutely. And I thought, I saw a lot of people going into the playoffs rating Lamar Jackson as their best quarterback going into the playoffs, and I understand he had a great season. But I need to see sustained success from Lamar Jackson. To like, you're talking about Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers um, and Drew Brees, you Even know, going into it, guys that have won Super Bowls, and you're saying that Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback. I mean, I know he had a great season, but you look at, um, you said Andy, the youth and the inexperience. This is two years in a row now where he was their starter in the playoff game, and they kind of blew it and lost to a team that they were favored against. It's not all his fault. Mark Ingram, I, I didn't get to watch the whole game, but he only had like eight carries well, he or was, something like that. He was that. dealing he with hurt, injuries, right? yeah. So he got hurt well, in the was, game. Well, that was another thing. The play calling, they, they're they not a team, me and Andy talked about this last night, they're not a team built to come back from a deficit. They're, they're a downhill running team. They use multiple running backs and the quarterback to run the ball. And then off that, they, they do quick hitter and then take you know chances mm-hmm. deep. But th- when they're down like that, they're not a team that's built to just 
Air, air, you know, Lamar Jackson's not not built to throw fifty five times like he did last night or whatever it was. The Raven, the Ravens lead the league in like first quarter scoring and first half right. scoring, like straight up. And they, they did. They, they the came like deficit. out of the gate rolling. They scored fifty five in the first week against Miami, I think, and it was, and they kind of never really slowed down from there. They won twelve games straight going into the playoffs. But Andy and I also talked about last night letting their starters rest week 17 and then having to buy those two weeks off. They looked a little rusty. Whereas the first, the first half, it looked like straight rust. That never works out for teams. I swear that never works out for teams when they take week 17 off and have the first round buy. like the Niners looked refreshed. And we talked about this yesterday. They had their, their, their buy on week four, week four. So they needed it. They needed the break, but the Ravens took too much time off. I feel like that happens all the time. Well, and you talk about too, the turnovers, like those are going to happen. I think that fourth and one play where he, where, like you said, Sean, it looked like user error. That was the turning point in the game. Cause at that point it was 14 to six. And if they Mm -hmm. get the first down, they go and score, they score a touchdown. You know, they go for two. All of a sudden it's a tie game. It totally turns the tides of that game. Mm -hmm. And then when they didn't get it, the, the, I think two plays later, Derrick Henry gets like a 60-yard run or something, gets them and then, into territory. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then they score a touchdown, and all of a sudden it's 21-6. to six, And then Lamar Jackson throws an interception, and they score again. It's 28-6. to six. They scored two touchdowns in like two and a half minutes. All, and it, all of a sudden it was game over, basically. Yeah. They weren't coming back from that. It's kind of crazy – I'm not trying to diminish Lamar Jackson's passing ability because I do think he's a lot better than a lot of people thought. But he he's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's not an Aaron Rodgers gifted talent as far as throwing the ball. But when a team can, when they don't have to worry about designed run plays for Lamar Jackson, which is where he got a ton of his rushing yards in this year, and they can more like QB spy him because they know that they have to throw the ball to catch up to that game. That's why they're more not built to play from behind because he's not as skilled of a, of a pure passer. Granted, you can, you can still have him take off and run, but the fact that you don't have to worry about designed runs coming from that and then playing an option with him and Ingram and I think it's a lot easier to, to play against that. Everything he does in the passing game, He's gotten a lot better as a passer, but you're exactly right. Everything he does in the passing game is built off his ability to run and the threat, perceived threat that he could run play action, at any time. Exactly. And then it opens everything up downfield. It gives him better. You know, he does different stuff with his arm angles and stuff. He like he is he's a better passer than Trubisky as a Bears oh, fan. When you watch it, like yep. he's not he's not a ter- You know, he's a he's a good. He has good arm skills, not great, like you said. Right. It's not like Mahomes where he can make every throw at every angle from every every stance, you know, one foot, falling down. Like, everything is set up from his ability to run, and when that's not there, all of a sudden, like you said, you can just sit back and, and wait for it. You guys are definitely, you know, right on point. His rushing ability is what makes him such a great quarterback, even through the air. But – Lamar Jackson has a cannon for an arm, and he doesn't have the arm talent yet, but he does have the arm strength to develop that yeah. kind of a talent right. down the road. And here's another thing, too. He's, I think he threw 40 touchdowns this year or close to it. I mean, he was he definitely – 36. Third, 30, 36. He was still slinging the ball. He led the obviously, league, though, in touchdown passes. It, it, I mean, obviously yep. he got it done with his legs, but last night he still threw for 350 yards while rushing for 150. So – I mean, he still put numbers up. Granted, he had the three turnovers. I would be comfortable chalking that up to 
maybe youth, but I would also be comfortable chalking that up to the Titans are fucking rolling right now. So they're, they're Their offensive line up. is dominant. Their offensive line is dominant. Their defense is coming on like a both, ton of both bricks. Sides, they dominate the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball. It's crazy. I mean, Vrabel has those guys honed in and ready to go. The switch to Tannenhill has been nothing but great, and Derrick Henry is Vrabel's a fucking thick, monster, dude. <laughs> Dude, it's coming. I'm telling you, bro. You made a bet with the devil on that one. <laughs> Never bet your dick to the it's devil. Super funny. <laughs> so they love they love playing for Grable too. Oh yeah, I mean they like very very well documented big players guy, and it helps. Course, and, like, basically transitioning right out of the oh, league yeah. to to coaching. This is like. This is like the first guy, and I don't know if you can consider this like the Belichick coaching tree, but you kind of can because, like you said, he transitioned oh, he from. Is. So he was an assistant under Belichick. So this is okay. Finally, this he was might a D coordinator the, under Belichick for a few years. Was he really? Yeah. Okay, so this might be like the first successful branch of the Belichick coaching tree because well, I don't think he's had anyone come I was, out and pop. I was just reading about how people are saying now with with Vrabel, and then even with Brian Flores in Miami, the way he was able to turn around. These are like the first two with the the worst roster in yeah. football. He managed to get that team five what, wins. Five yeah, wins? Um, so, t- that roster is. And so they're talking trash, about how these yeah. are probably like the first two Belichick assistants that are going to change the way that it's perceived. It gives me right. high hopes for the dude in New York now. Yeah, Think maybe he can get it done because I like the Giants roster. I'm, they're not a great team, but they have they have talent. some pieces there for right? sure. And the kid at quarterback looks like he. You I know, think get it done. every GM in the league, every fan in the league should look at the Titans as kind of the blueprint for what you should do to try and San, San Francisco well, too. Yeah, but yeah. How, what? Yeah, what you should do to try and try and turn your team around, and that's build up your lines and commit to the run. Not 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 yep. just run like commit to the run. Even if it's not working, there is value in running the ball. 25 to 30 times a game, even if you're only averaging three yards a carry and you're not getting it going, there is value in just continuing. And and as a Bears fan, I say this because I want to see this more than anything. There is value in continuing to commit to your run game and eventually have that breakthrough play or open up that play action pass so you can get that downfield play to open up the playbook. And and you you're seeing it with these teams, and like obviously Derrick Henry. Now you have to consider him the best running back in the league, right? I mean, he's well, especially right now at this moment for yeah. sure. He's doing things and and aided greatly by that great offensive line that we talked about. They got you got Maulers up there, like um, uh, Jack Conklin and Taylor Luan. These guys are Luan mean. is a beast. They are he's mean no, dudes. Yeah. Um, but it's. And it helps when you have a 240-pound running back that can run like a 4-4. Oh, yeah. He's a- run right through your face. Another thing, too, I applaud the Titans for having the wherewithal to sign Tannehill and move on from Mariota in a fucking instant. The Bears need to take a good, hard look at that because well, it, we're in that exact same position. It's just crazy how having a semi-competent quarterback can really do wonders for your team to where – Tannehill threw the ball, I think, 13 times last night. <laughs> but when he needed to, he made the plays that he did. And just having the threat of having a good quarterback back there can make the plays when they no need turnovers. to. Same thing with San Francisco. They run the ball more than anybody. And 
and they just they went out they went out and signed uh, Jimmy Garoppolo the year that he got hurt. They had C.J. Beathard in there who was like a, he was an Iowa product and he didn't have any reason being there. And now you haven't heard his name since then. But they they struggled because they didn't have a semi competent yep. quarterback. But now they went out and got Garoppolo. He's healthy now, and now that offense is thriving. Seriously. Even though they run the ball as much as they do, same thing with Tennessee. You can run the shit out of the ball, but if you don't have a threat under center, it, it doesn't do it. True. And look at the Titans too. But to a point that Pat you were making, the Titan Derrick Henry ran the ball thirty times yesterday for one hundred ninety five yards. Those are solid, solid numbers, but he did break off that 160, 65-yard run. You know, 30 for 195 looks a lot better than 29 for 130, but it just goes to show that they are committed to the run game. Like, if 29 carries to rush the ball 130 yards is a lot, in my opinion, in this league, the way you need to get chunk yardage. But you, st- I think anybody would take 130 yards from their running Oh, back, yeah. Though. I'm just, I'm saying they, they stuck with it, and I'm but it looks a lot better to have 200 off of 30. And they stuck with the run sure. game, and he blasted through that 60-yard oh, run. Yeah. Nothing is going to deter them from running. That was a full product of the line, too, that run. That was a massive gap that he just hit. And then once he got to that second level, it's just it's done. But I think you look at the Niners and the Titans, It's I think the biggest difference with them is the Titans, you look at them and you know exactly um, what – what you're going to get out of them. They have Derrick Henry. They have a huge offensive line. They're going to, they're going to run hard at you and, and like, you can't stop it. The Niners, their biggest um, benefit or, you know, the biggest strength that they have is Kyle Shanahan as their play caller, because you don't, Tevin Coleman has barely been used the last. Hello buddy. Oh, Hey Jim. (laughs) Hot start. Hot start. What's up, dude? We're talking playoffs. <laughs> okay, great. So we're talking about how the Niners. Oh, well, I was just saying how the like the Titans and the Niners are looking great right now. Um, but to me, I think like Kyle Shanahan is the biggest reason the Niners are so good because he's able to cycle these running backs to where you don't know where it's going to come from, and you you can't really game plan for any of them, and he uses them all differently. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and all three of them are really They're all really good, too. too. Like, like uh, towards the end of the year, it was Mostert, right? That was, that was like, yes. getting all the carries. And then, and then last night, Coleman. Coleman. And, like, Breda, Breda had a, you know, it was crazy. So it's, it's crazy. Um, and like you said, Garoppolo just, he's good enough. He's fine. He's fine. He's not great, but he's not, you know, he's had that pick yesterday, but he overcame it and kind of. Right, he, right after that. Kyle Shanahan was like twenty-eight to three, not letting that happen again. Run the ball eight times in a row. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, which good on him? The Niners they are looking real good. Their defense um, stepped up again yesterday after kind of kind of ending the season a little bit suspect in the sense of giving up a lot of points. Um, you yeah. know, they were still winning games down the stretch, but they were giving up a lot of points and yards. And I mean, uh, you know. Nick Bosa has a huge playoff debut. Sherman gets a pick. All their stars seem to step they up. They were four and twelve last year. It's crazy. They had the second pick in. So the this was the first year, first year since they expanded to this playoff format that there was only one team 
in the divisional round that played in the divisional round the year before. That's like the, that's, that's the crazy. fewest that's ever been still alive. And the Chiefs are the only team that played in the divisional round last year that uh, were still alive this year. So it's that's what gives teams hope in the NFL, bad teams, right. because you every year you have someone turning around and go worst to first pretty much. So so the, the Niners are kind of a – the the end of their season defensively is a little misleading because all year their defense has been amazing and I and we were talking about this a little yesterday too the the let's see the Niners had when Bosa and the other God what's the other guy's name that when Bosa and another D lineman are on the field together they played 170 snaps yeah, a bunch of good ones Armstead they've got Bowers I think too Ford Armstead's Armstead's the big yeah the I big think it was one. him and Arms they might have only played it's I can't remember the other alignment but D lineman Bosa and another D lineman only played 170 snaps on the year together at the beginning of the season. The other D lineman got hurt and he stopped playing. So in 170 snaps together, they had 24 sacks. After he got hurt, the Niners defense played 690 snaps and they also had like 24 sacks. So the combination of Bosa and it's probably the dude you guys are talking about. I think about. it was Armstead because he had the most sacks on their team. The combination yep. of those two is apparently lethal, and the Niners right now are looking lethal again. So, dude, that D that D line is so scary. Yeah, they're yeah, stacked. It's no joke. And then their line, like they rush the quarterback every single time because they know that their linebackers are there to back them up for run help. Mm-hmm. Yep, that defense is crazy. Yeah, good. And they're rolling right now too. They got. I think they had like six or seven sacks yesterday, which is huge. I mean, they're. Scary. When they when they dominated the Packers, they could not stop any D lineman from getting to Rodgers. And Rodgers is one of the best, I think, at of avoiding pressure yeah. in the pocket, pulling out and creating his own space. They they're they look really good right now. Regardless of how their offense is playing or anything like that, I think their defense is what really makes them above and beyond. Yeah, they definitely brought Kirk Cousins back down to earth after the first drive. Yeah. <laughs> After that first drive, it's like, oh, here's Kirk Cousins again. Well, no, the so Vikings I, were coming off a good performance, for, too. Yeah, so. he's on fire. Yeah, he was. I am all for seeing the Titans offensive line, which has dominated the first two games, up against that Niners defensive line. I think that would be really, really cool to see. And no one would have expected a Niners-Titans Titans. Super Bowl. Titans in the Super Bowl would be, be no crazy. one no one picked that. Ryan Tannehill playing for the Super Bowl in Miami would be awesome. <laughs> oh yes, I didn't even think about that. And just if he wins, just literally whip his dick out and just <laughs> lay it right on, right on the entire stadium. Ryan Tannehill, you just won just the Super Bowl. Insane. Where you go? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, and then sign another hundred million dollar contract. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I still think the Chiefs are going to go to the Super Bowl, having not seen them play. They might they might already be out by the time this airs, but I still feel like yeah, it's, right. I don't know. <laughs> feel like the Chiefs have been able to kind of sneak under the radar because the Baltimore was so good and everyone shifted their attention there. Yes, and like great. Mahomes just came back strong and Kelsey's been playing great and they've got every all their running backs are playing good and their defense has improved from last they're, year. Their secondary, they, I think. The final twelve games, I think, allowed the league low in passing. They've only yards. Uh, they've only allowed 
like their last five games, I think they they were allowing like eleven points per game or something crazy low yeah, like that's that. Nuts. So and with that offense, um, I wouldn't mind seeing Andy Reid get his first Super Bowl finally. I would lo- Same. I, yeah. I want I want to see Mahomes hoist the trophy. I, I mean, Mahomes I, is I a have, beast. I, like I have the nothing kid. wrong with Kansas yeah. City except Tyreek Hill being a piece of yeah, shit. But that's, yeah. I like I like the Chiefs. Um, you know, obviously, there's as a Bears fan, there's always going to be that that narrative there with Watson and Mahomes, but there's there's nothing we're going to be able to do to escape that anyway. So um, I don't want to. I don't want to. Is there no other picture of Watson and Mahomes together than the one with Mitch in between them? It's the because only one. that picture is everywhere. <laughs> They're not even talking about Mitch anymore. They're just talking about Watson and Mahomes. But there's Mitch looking like an asshole right in the it's middle. It's the only picture that anyone cares about with those two for right. sure, dude. I see it everywhere. It's heartbreaking. So <laughs> aggravating. Hey, at least so at, on that day, Mitch was on the same level as them. <laughs> That's true. They all, the their jerseys like all say Pro Bowl on them, okay? All three of them. Yeah. The arm talent's really there. Hang his hat on that for his career. That is a great point. I made the I made the Pro Bowl by a technicality and somebody didn't want to play. Dude, yeah, there you the go. Pro Bowl is a joke so now. Too. It's a yeah. literal joke. All pro is what matters. For anyone who is like even the slightest informed football fan, you know that Pro Bowl means nothing. I'm no. still okay. I'm still on this Bears it, fan it page. It does though, from like a Hall of Fame standpoint. I guess you're People right. They're like ten times Pro Bowl. Which is so dumb. I feel like that's such an old school mentality because you know what? Once the All Star game shifted to a complete fan vote, it took all the legitimacy out of being an All Star. Like it's the same thing with the MLB too. Right. It's like Andy, you're totally right. It's all on the ballot. Like Kobe Bryant, twenty time All Star. It's like yeah, but like. 15 of those were fan votes. Like, you know I mean, like, Kobe right. was going to be a 20-time All-Star without, with or without fan votes, though. Yeah, but he's also sure, probably like 20 the fact that it's on the pro. resume. <laughs> I, think, I think, okay, for the Pro Bowl, I think when guys get in as an alternate, that, that should not count towards them as being a Pro Bowler. That should, should be, be an asterisk. They should be. Asterisk. Okay, so let's say, so this asterisk. year. Asterisk. Last year, Kyle Fuller asterisk. was voted into the Pro Thank Bowl, you. okay? This year, he was a Pro Bowl alternate he should be a one-time pro bowler a one-time pro bowl alternate but to to counteract and then you don't point, put that on the he resume. had a better year than uh, he, marshawn Lattimore. oh yeah been in over him definitely he i mean not saying he did he like right. he's actually deserving of a pro bowl correct based on what what it used to be based on which is performance on the field more so than than that's, fan that's vote. A joke. should khalil mack be a pro bowler this no, year no no like, both guy both both Smiths on Green Bay and um, Everson Griffin and Daniil Hunter had better seasons than Mack. Yeah. Daniil Hunter's a man. Which is why he wasn't an All-Pro. Right, exactly. And that's why the All-Pro matters way more. So Correct. for anyone li- – like, I'm still on that Bears fan page because I just I just like to go back and forth with some of the idiots on there. But it's like people are <laughs> all like – All the idiots on there? Yeah. They're, they're all idiots. Sheeple. But, yeah, I, same thing. It's like, you know, everyone's talking about how, like, oh, Mac deserved the Pro Bowl and all this stuff. I was like, no, Pro Prove Bowl's it. a fan vote. If he was, like, well, let's see if he gets voted all pro. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll see. I'm like, he's not going to get voted all pro. He's not getting voted all pro. Like, you're an idiot. I think it's you just know. like it's like a failed experiment by all major sports to try and get the fans back into the all-star thing and have them care about pro it. Pro Bowls are done. Like, all-star games Agreed. are such a sham now, yeah. too. The only, the only cool thing involved with any all-star weekend, really, is the slam dunk contest. 
and the home run derby. Well, here's the thing. The, yes. the thing with the MLB that brings legitimacy to it is it matters. Well, no, it doesn't matter anymore. They took that away? Yeah, it doesn't right. matter well, anymore. Well, then it's just like For all like the other ones. a couple yes. years now. Then it's just Thankfully, like all the other ones. they took that away because that was they had it matter and have it a fan vote, which is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's totally contradictory. Like <laughs> so here, stupid. whoever wins gets home field advantage during the World Series, but we're also going to let the fans vote right? in the players. And it's oh, like great idea. Yeah. So and every team has to have one player representing. It's like you know. Yeah. So if okay. it's going to matter, that do is we, not shit. We, we should. Yeah. We could probably research this more on our own. But do we know approximately when all of these took the turn from? Which I'm assuming was a small group of writers and media coverage that covered the team voting for this to fan vote because I have to imagine it's like mid 2000s when, when the internet was, started like, the to internet boom up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cause 100%. that's when it started to suck. Like think about the all-star games and like the home run derbies when we were kids. I remember like being the all-star game that went like 17 innings. Yeah. That was wild. Was that at uh, Miller park or where uh, was that? That I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, Pat, I think it was at Miller Park. That was the one where Tory Hunter robbed Barry Bonds. Yes, Barry Bonds. Yeah. Yes. That, see, that was an awesome that one was all-star awesome, game. Yeah. And that and that's back again when it's just like that all the best players were there. There was no there was no question on like who got snubbed. It was like the people with the best stats were there mm-hmm. every right. year. Right. That's the how people it was. on fire that year. And then you could actually make a name for yourself in the league instead of getting snubbed by Khalil Mack. <laughs> and then, too, I'm pretty sure back then it was like you had to have made the all-star team in order to compete in the home run derby. Now you've got just yeah. like, yeah. like, okay, it was no, it was true. cool last oh, year yeah, to I have Vlad that. Guerrero Jr. in the home run derby, but he had only played like 25 games or 30 games at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like he, he put on a performance, but let's get someone in there who actually got voted into the all-star game who maybe maybe people don't know give them a chance to get up there and crush it yeah. i don't know no that's a great point i mean so like speaking on that <laughs> did you see dwight howard's doing the slam dunk contest this year what i yeah. did see that yes and john morant has been invited and is considering we should go wow. guys it's in chicago dude we've already dude. talked about this we i we, looked up ticket prices yeah <laughs> insane all right we're not going though. Be- be ready to drop a couple grand if you want to go. For like standing room? <laughs> I uh no, for like three hundred level sections. <laughs> That's so dumb. Okay, so we're not couple gonna grand. go. Okay, guys, here's our chance. Let's sneak into the, let's sneak all of us in. Two right, tall people go. in trench coats. We'll spend four thousand dollars. Basketball players, nine shoulders, dude. <laughs> There's tall people walking around the United right? Center for the All Star Game everywhere. True. All right, could, so guys, okay. Okay. this uh, is this is my big opportunity. Hey, I'm Jimmy Riley. I play for the Lakers. I'm the 15th man. They must have forgotten my credentials. <laughs> All right, let's rent a luxury car, roll up to the players' parking lot or whatever, and just have like we'll we'll pay some really tall black dude to drive. Be like I'm here for the game. Yeah, let's get a retired we'll NBA player. Trunk. Let's, oh. let's go out and buy Roy Hibbert for a day. <laughs> we'll hide in the <laughs> trunk, and then he rolls in. We'll pop out courtside. I like it. I like it. All right, boys. That's flawless. I'm up right now, we have four tickets, section three fourteen, row seventeen, for thirteen hundred each. <laughs> each. 
each. Maybe or, total or we could we, like. If we want to go to NBA All Star practice, we can go for fifty five dollars. Eh, that's not. Like, Let's go watch the practice. Why is the ticket pr- price so so high, dude? I don't know. That is obnoxious. Yeah, what is driving? Because that price no one's up? going to the United Center that this year, so they gotta obnoxious. they gotta make up their money somehow. Okay, can we talk what about they were face? Who can afford to do that? Yeah, that's not face value, right? That's gotta be celebrities no. and like rich. Yeah, people? but they get their tickets for free. We gotta try and get free tickets to stuff. Ain't nothing free in this world, boys. <laughs> uh, okay, I I know that I said I didn't want to commit any time or effort into the Bulls, but can we talk about how uh, how uh. embarrassing it is that we're a month out from the All Star Game and Chicago is about to be at the center of the basketball universe as host of the All Star Game and weekend festivities, and we're the biggest fucking joke in the NBA. This team is a Dude, piece Anthony of shit. Anthony Davis is coming here next year. What? He's not coming Anthony here. Davis the coming. whole thing is a sham. The front office, fire them all. The coach is an idiot. This is the worst team I've ever seen in my life. So, Pat, after you text us that you're not devoting any time, I sent you guys that tweet. And David Kaplan is pretty plugged in and supposedly <laughs> yeah. has heard that they're going to be sweeping changes from the front office down to the coaching staff. Dude, I'm telling you, it's going to okay, be like we'll head see. up. Head yeah, athletic trainer, head okay. scout. What are they waiting for? Head athletic for? trainer Fred Tedeschi has been reassigned to a different position <laughs> within the organization. What are they waiting for? To the Windy for? City Bulls. Not even fired, just demoted to the to The, the eight seed in the Eastern Conference right now is 16 and 20. And we're five games back of that. Five <laughs> games back of four games below 500 for the eight seed. In a year oh, that man. the coach... Openly said he expected his team to complete for a playoff spot. Dude, not just the coach, everybody. The whole front office said we should be competing. I don't understand this. This is it's because this is bonkers. This is La La Land. Why is that? Why is our basketball team, the team that we root for, the only team in the league that doesn't seem to care that they're operating like a high school basketball team? Dude, it's a no this idea. Is a, we already I, listen. Garpax hired Boylan so that Has they could go. lean on him. Be like, "Oh, Boylan fucked us over." They tried to buy themselves more time, and hopefully, God willing, Dave Kaplan Seriously. is correct, and they're ready to fucking turn it over. What a terrible indictment on the franchise, though. If you're a free agent, why would you want to come play for a exactly. franchise where the exactly. front office is hiring coaches to try and save their asses to get another opportunity to hire their fifth coach? When they only have hired one good coach their entire tenure here, and they treated him like a fucking asshole on the way out, it I, I'm murder them all, Dude, murder they, them, even, don't even fire them, murder them. <laughs> even that's, even that's with, why I I love Tibbs so much because he had such a contentious relationship with the front office because he knew, he knew they knew. were all idiots. He, he knew. knew they were idiots. The thing is, even and with even he with could Tibbs, do much better than they could. He he obviously can. He can sure as hell draft and develop much better than them. But even with Tibbs, we didn't really land big name free agents. We haven't. We've never no, we been not. able to land a big name free agent in our I, you know past. I, okay, the, the I hate Bulls saying dynasty. this too. I almost wish that we never had Derrick Rose because then John Paxson might have been fired ten years ago. David Stern, may you rest in peace. Thank you for D Rose. <laughs> 
Seriously. Yes. Yeah, appreciate yes. it. And it look at Derrick Rose They're now. How, how much so would you love, love having Derrick on the Bulls the way he's playing this year again? He's big been time. killing it. He's killing he's it. Probably going to win him. sixth man of the year. It. He deserves it. It's awesome. I'm happy for him. I hate the Bulls though. I, I'm not watching what's, another game until the whole regime is gone. I'm what's, not doing what's it. So, what's so frustrating is that. I don't know if if Zach Levine is an elite player. He's nope. an all star. He's not a one. That is, and Lowry's okay, not a yes. two. We have a, we have a two and a three as our one and a two. Right, but what I'm trying to say is we have talent on this team. We should not be as bad right. as we are. So that then comes coaching, down to coaching. can make a difference there for sure. I don't even Agreed. want it to make a difference. I want the bottom to fall the fuck out. Do you guys out, know guys. where the Bulls would I mean, be projected point, yes. to draft if the season ended today? Seventh. Seventh. <laughs> seventh. Are you kidding me? Seventh. Another seven. Suck right? Seventh. Whoa, that, that sounded bad. That's no, you're, end you're up not wrong, dude. <laughs> Damn it. Suck right? Seventh. Um, but you look at back over the years, too. Like, the front office has to go. Donovan Mitchell was drafted 13th the one year where the Bulls picked seven. Stud. He's great. That's a stud. Giannis was like the 15th pick the year that he came out. I'm sure the Bulls had a chance at him too. The Bulls never would have developed those guys right. right. We, we don't no. have the, we don't Correct. have shit in place to get Correct. things like that done right now. Like we just don't. Do you know who did develop guys? Tibbs. Look at Jimmy Butler. He was like the 22nd or 29th pick. Same with Taj. Super late developed. He knew how to get guys ready. Joakim Noah. The shit out of him and, and beat him into the ground, but he knew how to develop him. I mean, that was that period where Tibbs was the Bulls coach is the best sustained excellence the Bulls have had since the Jordan era. It's the only that, good period of Bulls basketball we've had. That 62-20 and 20 season was just so much fun. Like, that was cannot miss Bulls. And that's why what Derek's, you doing, Derek's you injury is, like, such a sore subject for Bulls fans because there's so much what could have been there. What could, could have been. Could they have snuck a title out of that with that team? They definitely could have. And They're, I think yes, they had that, a chance to. I 100% to. agree. That, that, that year when D-Rose played, they were, like, 32-5 and five when, when he played because he was battling different weird lingering injuries all season but they were 32 and 5 when he played before he finally tore his shit uh, against Philly so Anders I'm going to take you out of this for a second boys you either have we have one injury you can fix Derek Rose's knee injury or Jay Cutler's thumb injury Derek Rose's knee thousand times over <laughs> I wouldn't fix anything about Jay Cutler at all. That piece of you shit. You hate Jay, and I just love the guy. <laughs> I hate Here's him the so thing. much. What's I, the love? I'm going with Sean, too, mainly because I think there's a higher chance of a Bulls championship coming from it than there would have been a Bears Super Bowl. Man, Bears were balling. They were balling, but I think Jay would have choked. Listen, he would have choked. Listen, Jay was never going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, do you want to fix Jay's thumb, or do you want to fix his knee in the playoffs? Now, that's a different story because they could have won that game against yeah. Green Bay. Or do you want to fix his smug attitude? <laughs> or his love jerk the guy's face. attitude. <laughs> love the guy's love attitude. attitude. <sighs> Listen, I don't I – don't, Could I you just... imagine him right, – in all seriousness, you hate the guy, but imagine him in Nagy's offense. Imagine Jay running this offense. Yeah, we're good enough to lose in the playoffs maybe. No, Jay Cutler is so not much better than that. No, Jay Cutler, in my opinion, was Jay Cutler. Never Jay win Cutler a was a good Bowl. enough quarterback to win a Super no Bowl. No way. Thank you. He was Andy. never going to win it though not, because no way. Jay was a prisoner of his own, um, of his own ego because he he would never 
adjust himself. He, he trusts his arm too much, basically. He did. He trusts his arm but, too much. He's very willing to throw any other player under the bus for what seems like his See, but he would too. never do that. Jay would always like he always Wouldn't talked very well to the media. Trust his arm no, too he much would throw receivers under the bus all the defense. time. I don't listen, think Jay listen, threw anyone under the bus. Do I want Jay Cutler over Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, I want anyone over yes, Mitch Trubisky. That's all I'm saying. Of course, I'll take anyone over Mitch Trubisky. But Jay Cutler had stacked defenses behind him too. He had he weapons, and he never did anything with it. He was Aaron Rodgers' bitch for a decade. You know what I mean? It's like he had his shot, and he, he had, had two great seasons under Mike Martz, and then they fired him and went to like four different offensive coordinators in six years. Yeah, and he also had Devin Hester as his number one wide receiver for a year. Sometimes, but he also had crazy weapons as All well. All things and nothing said, ever Jay, came did, of it. Jay right, Cutler is still the was best a beast. Bears quarterback of our lifetime. So, God damn it. Jay, I, I am ride or die with, for Jay Ice. I'm a I Jay just, guy. I can't make I can't make excuses for him Sean's when he just jader. failed. I am, a jader. Jader. I am a Jader. I am a Jader. Listen, I never wanted Cutler as a quarterback, but here's the thing too. Oh, get out of here! You were excited when we traded for him, and I know that from a fact. I didn't. I didn't we spoke about listen, it extensively. I didn't care that we got Jay Cutler as a quarterback. You were excited. I didn't when, care when they took that photo at his press conference of his fat face. I didn't we even were all watch like, the press conference. We were. I, I was like, yeah, hey, looking him to be a little bit more sh- better shape, but you know, we'll see. And as it went on, he got in great shape. Listen, if Jay Cutler was too. really the great quarterback you guys say he great is, hair. then they Jay wouldn't have had great. to go. Hold through on, six hold on. I never said Jay Cutler was a great quarterback. If I he said he was Super Bowl the caliber best. quarterback. I, I said he was. I said Jay was never going to win a Super Bowl. I said right, that good. three minutes ago. That's true. But Jimmy, Jay, he was the best. Have won a Super Bowl had he remained. I think Andy's personally. right too. Jay had enough to win a Super Bowl, but he he. Joe Flacco won a fucking Super. Trent Bowl. Dilfer yes. won a Super Ryan Bowl. Ryan Tannehill Period. is in the winning to or in the running to win a Super Bowl. War- Ryan Tannehill, yeah, he's good. better he than Cutler. Fucking Miami. <laughs> exactly. I, I would take a Tannehill over Cutler. That, that's a fair point. Uh, he's all right. We'll we'll see. He's gonna get paid and suck. I yeah. know it, dude. Uh, we'll see you what can happens. See it happening yeah. already. He's gonna. He's yeah, going to Joe Flacco. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get paid Did and suck Did you know that year. they don't have Derrick Henry under contract next year? Really? His contract expires after this year, and they haven't approached him about an extension. Well, now they're going to have to make the highest Derek, oh, yeah, Why is Derrick Henry like the most under-the-radar NFL superstar I, of all time? He won a Heisman dude. Trophy. He was drafted in like the second round. Yeah, but he you are so he hasn't consistently thrown a year together like he did this right. year. Right, he was very boomer bust he, last year. Wasn't it good last year? Well, last yeah. year, the last like eight games, he did the same thing. He was like dominant down the stretch. He Right, but he's his, led, his first 10, he had like 600 yards. He led yards. the league in rushing two out of the last three years. I mean, he this is this is the guy well, right now. last year and this year. Two years ago and then this year. Last really? year, he didn't lead in rushing, I don't think. He led the league in rushing Two years ago, that's what I, I swear to God I heard that. I'll double check, but he's been up there as like, but he's still as boomer. like a league he's still, leader. Well, now he's not, but he was still, and he's definitely right. He was still boomer bust. He would put together games where he'd rush for two hundred and forty yards, and then he would have games. They went out and signed Dion for Lewis 40. for that same exactly. reason. Yeah, you're totally right. I guess you're right, and, and maybe I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve. Maybe like it, but. consistently, when you look at his game log, it's not there like from week to week, but right. the seasons that he's this stacking year it up. Was. This year it was. No, this this year for yeah. sure. This year it was. So did you know that Miami's paying Ryan Tannehill more than Tennessee is? <laughs> sure did. Are they really? Oh, no did. Yeah. They they probably by a lot too. Five of the seven million dollars he was owed. 
Classic. Classic dolphins. Classic dolphins. <laughs> right? Love it. Oh, my God. That team is so I think bad. that team will turn around in a few years now that Adam Gase is out of there. Yeah. Actually, no, you're the right, dolphins? Sean. Yeah, he's, it's, he's turned it on the last two years. Yeah. But last year wasn't towards the end of the year because he only had 1,059 rushing yards last year. But he had 1,500 this year. But I'll bet you last year he had like three games that accounted for 60% of his offense. His I know he had the one where he had like yeah almost but his career like his, his career average is four point eight yards per carry. I mean, I mean that's, that's solid. Great. Yeah, that's over four, yeah. four seasons. So this that's is his fourth year. Good. He's he's at like thirty eight hundred yards. So he's just under a thousand. And his first year, first two seasons, he only had two hundred and seventy six carries combined. Last year he had two fifteen. This year he had three hundred. So his usage is because he split with um, Demarco Murray his first year or two, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. So I right. forgot yeah, about that. So maybe that's part of it too. That I, and then okay. Deion Lewis, that's, okay. they signed so last year. So that makes year. sense then. But again, but this is also the most just, competent. He Titans won. Team he we've won seen the Heisman Trophy. He's six three, two hundred and forty seven pounds. He runs like a four five. Why wasn't he like the a top five pick coming out of college? I don't understand how some of this stuff. I don't works think he out. could catch the ball. Is that what it was? Dude, catching the ball is overrated when he could just run through a motherfucker face. <laughs> right. And he does That's that better than Marshawn, you know. Dude, okay, so I love the the loop of Earl Thomas getting spun around and then yeah. pushed in the oh, back. God. So the, great. And I told Andy last love night it. the best uh, caption that I saw it that it was like, Derrick Henry just spun Earl Thomas around and put a kick me sign on his back. <laughs> it was <laughs> and then, and then everyone keeps posting the picture of him getting stiff armed with the back, with the quote that Earl Thomas had going into this week, where he was like, yep. "Oh, the Patriots Nobody look like look like they want him, yeah. didn't want to tackle him. We'll have a little bit of a different mindset." And it's him oh, faced away shit. getting stiff armed. So, and I actually like Earl Thomas because he went to Texas when I, I was too. a big fan. Of, but he talks a lot of shit, so sometimes I don't mind when those people get shut Did up. Did you see the the cutover video of him? Because they interviewed him last last week, and he was like, I don't know. It just looked like they didn't want to yeah, tackle Derek. Henry. that's what I was just saying, yeah. So funny. He's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of on the Titans bandwagon now. Me too, man. I, I wouldn't mind. For him. Um, I remember vividly, like, watching that Super Bowl against the Rams where they came up a yard short and yep. always kind of feeling bad for them. Because I I remember at the time that's when Eddie George was on the team. I think he was on the cover of Madden that year, and I would always play with the Titans because they they were like the first team to kind of advance their uniforms into the new era. Like when they mm-hmm. did their Titans rebrand to what they have now, yeah. basically that was like cutting edge, and they had all the different colors. And I thought it was so cool, so I'd always play with the Titans. And Steve McNair and Eddie George. Oh, Steve McNair is so, a beast. Dude. Seeing them get back would be awesome. Rip, Rip yeah. Steve McNair. Yeah, that would be cool. I wanted the Titans to win that Super Bowl. Me too. Big time. Me I, too. I am on a streak. Like, the teams I want to win the Super Bowl never win. Like, All right, maybe, Sean, like, root for <laughs> the Packers then, please. Yeah, seriously. Like, the, dating back to well, as far as I can oh, remember, yeah. it's like I have had two Sean. teams that I want to win the Super Bowl. Well, basically, win. it's because they're always playing the Patriots, so you don't want That's the true. Patriots that to is win. That's definitely so you're true. Weren't, weren't you at my house when we were all watching when had they just given the ball to Marshawn? Yep. Yeah. One, we were, we, we, were, we, were there. we were there. I fucking oh, crumbled, we were, dude. But we were I also crumbled. at your house, Jim, when the Eagles won. So That's true. Dude. I went home and pounded off so, so hard. So what's that gonna night. be the verdict this year at your house, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> verdict 
verdict this year. Okay, what, what are we thinking? What, well, um, going into yesterday, I said Chiefs Vikings, so that's not going to happen. I'm sticking. I said Niners. I said I'm going to roll with Chiefs. Andy's pick. I'm sticking with the Chiefs as the Super Bowl champions. I'm going to go with over the Niners because I think that's right, the best chance on, that the Packers let, don't get let it. Let me write these down. Let me write this down on the back of our Lethal Weapon Christmas script. So if you bid on it, you'll get some. All right. Should we put the, should we put the theory to the test right now? Should I say should I go for the Packers and give reasoning why I think it's going to be the Packers just to down them? All right, Pat. Who's your pick? <laughs> Let Andy go first because this is actually his pick. I'm I might just go different picks so we don't have. I'm going to see what everyone else picks. I'm going Chiefs as my winner. I know decided. What I want. Niner, Niners, right, Chiefs. Go ahead. Niners, Chiefs. I think the Packers win against Seattle today, and I think they get rolled by the Niners again. And I think the Chiefs run through everybody left in the AFC. All right, so you have the Chiefs winning. Uh, the, the, you have Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I'll go Chiefs Super Bowl. Okay, Pat. I said it have me go last, Jim. Please. Okay, I can't. I can't listen. Sorry, Sean. My my <laughs> NFC team is already out, so I have to. I have to read. Jonathan, your turn, my friend. <clears throat> um. God, do I want it down the Packers? Do we think that that matters? <laughs> do we want to take any chances? <laughs> You're right. Packers Super Bowl champions over the Chiefs. Screw- Put it in writing. So you have Put it down. Packers <laughs> versus Chiefs. That's right. The Packers have underachieved Packers all. The, or the Packers have overachieved <laughs> all year. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. True Packers fan came out. No, not Texans. I'm gonna go with Titans. Oh, okay. Hot hand. Versus the Seahawks. Oh. Titans winning. If the Seahawks beat the Packers, every game that they've had with San Francisco has been awesome. So I would be totally there for a third matchup of that. It would be even more justice if like the if the Seahawks won seriously by like three. That would be typical Seahawks yeah. fashion to beat the Packers by one crazy score at the end of the game. That's what they've done all year. Like the run they're on is <laughs> insanity. Like they should not be where they're at. They're they're so banged yeah. up. Yeah, and that's another part of why it's so crazy that they're doing what they're doing. I'm gonna go Chiefs. Seahawks, Chiefs win the Super Bowl. It's going to be battle of black quarterbacks. <laughs> Russell Wilson is going to get in his head trying to be the blacker of the two since they're both kind of mixed. He's going to roll up cornrows and all death row gear out, and he's going to lose focus of the game plan, and the Chiefs are going to win. He's, he's going to have, like, Marshawn dress him in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, wait. So we have two Chiefs, a Packers, and a Titans, which means none of those teams are winning. It's probably going to be the 49ers or the Texans. All right. <clears throat> That's a good thing about the NFL. The Niners Anything can easily is possible. win. Anything is – any of these teams could win. You could make a pretty decent argument for each team right now. That's left. Correct. I said I've fought the Chiefs since the start of the playoffs. I've, I think they've kind of been able to sneak under the radar a little bit. But while still being one of the best teams in the NFL. So also, whoever bids on my Lethal Weapon Christmas script, you not only have it autographed <laughs> with the names of Santa Claus's parents on top, but you have our picks 
Hey. This could be worth go. a lot of money someday. So Never know. start saving your pennies. Used in episode writing. That's right. Yes. That's yes. right. Live. That's key in my purple people eater pen. <laughs> so while that pen's been down here since episode fourteen. Oh, Ooh, that's impressive. Ink. Still got ink. A lot of ink. So if you wh- want, I'll throw in the pen for auction too at a separate cost. It's Ooh, I like that. It's an add on. Trying to raise money. So if if it's an add on, yeah. <laughs> if there was one song that you guys had to pick to be played multiple times throughout the screening of a Lethal Weapon Christmas, what song do you think you would choose? Keep in mind, it doesn't it doesn't just have to be lyrics either. It's, it could be lyrics. It could be no lyrics. It's it's could just be a melody. Exactly. It could be both. Could be rap, could be rock, think, could be... I was getting some head. Getting, getting some head. <laughs> okay. Um, no. I'm trying to imagine my... the context and where that would fit with the table. All I want for did. Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. <laughs> Figured someone would throw that out there. Just you know what? Repeatedly. We, from what I know, female-led vocal songs, those are the ones that thrive in movies. So that's not a bad pick. And also, it's a Christmas movie. That's yeah, that's a good so one. Then, Umbrella by Rihanna. Jimmy, <laughs> did did you read the script for A Lethal Weapon Christmas? I was I was assuming. Not only did I read it? I memorized it. When we did that reading, that was from memory. I I was committed. I memorized my <laughs> There's no way for us to confirm that because you're always slightly looking down, so you could have easily been looking at your script. But I'll I'll take your word for it. You're an honest man, as far as I know. No, I'm not. I, I read it the whole time. Uh, see, I, I give you the benefit of the doubt. You just shoot me Thank right you. in the face, dude. I appreciate that. Right in the face. Right in the face. So, um, okay. Well, we were talking right before we started that about songs in movies – and we want to try and find the song that takes up the highest percentage of screen time based on minutes in a movie. And we threw out there Take My Breath Away in Top Gun because they play that like six times. It's four times official. Four times? Okay. So, okay. Thanks for looking that up, Andy. Being what, being a stat. Stat checking is important. Does it say the length of Andy's time the movie is played? Because I feel like they... No, it doesn't. Mm. See, that would have to be independent research. So That would be... Dude, that's like the extra stat. That's like next-gen stats that we're talking about, right? baby. We'll get it. We should dude, come up with a stat dude, company. Dude. Obscure stats. Dude, next-gen movie stats, bro. Dude. We'll, we'll <laughs> watch... Gen movies. We'll watch movies and we'll figure out things like the highest that, percentage that, of song... I think I think that episode or that website already exists, and it's called Mister Skin. I was just gonna say, what, what, what be the <laughs> those are the real. That's stats only nude stats. stuff, okay? <laughs> those are the real. We'll stats. bring the hard hitting stuff, Dude, right? And they sh- we should do that. That's highest not percentage a bad idea. of on screen time for lead character things of that sort, Dude, guys. That's actually not all a right, bad. I'm gonna idea. cut this from the episode so no one can steal this idea from us. Dude, but that's that's good. I like that. I'm not cutting it, but next gen movie. No, stats. we're leaving it. Anyone? We'll if, if someone wants to help. Please. Hey Andy, see how many times they play Celine Dion in Titanic. It's got to be. <laughs> I okay. gotta Sean, say that, at Sean, least lay your lay your James Cameron impression on everyone. <laughs> Wait, Sean's got. Oh, this is. Great. It's I'm not really. It's this. it's James Cameron it's, on set. This is James Cameron on set of Titanic. <laughs> at pretty much any time in the movie. <laughs> All right, pepper in Celine Dion. <laughs> 
exclusively speaks through a shoulder, a shoulder microphone. <laughs> Alright, pop in the Celine Dion. <laughs> Any, anytime throughout Titanic. Pepper in my everyday vocabulary. <laughs> Can we get another door in here, please? <laughs> Can we pepper in another door in the ocean? Thank you. Pepper in the iceberg. Let's paint the picture, dude. James Cameron is sitting in an office that has about two feet of water in it in a wetsuit. Pepper in the Celine Dion. <laughs> I love the visual of sitting in two inches of water in a wetsuit. To really get into character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Uh, that's so good. <laughs> from now on in softball from the bench, I'm like, hey, try and pepper in a single between first and second. Let's go. Well, you got to do it like this, Jim. <laughs> Let's pepper in those runners out there. Let's, let's pepper in a single, please. Let's pepper in those du- those ducks on a punch. Dude, anytime you make the noise, just... <laughs> Slim down, please. <laughs> Celine Dion, pepper it. <laughs> pepper it, Celine Dion. <laughs> now I'm just imagining... We Jay- should do an entire recording of this with all shoulder mics. Okay, so now with all the pepper talk and the shoulder mic, I'm imagining <clears throat> James Cameron at an Olive Garden just ordered his entree. The pepper boy comes over. It's like, all right, tell me when to stop. You're good. <laughs> it just, uh, we need to get shoulder mics. <sighs> Do you think that they refer to him as Jim Cameron on set, or is it James all the time? Maybe Mr. Jimmy? Cameron. JC? Jimmy Cameron? JC? <laughs> How about uh, Brad Pitt referring to Leo as LDC at his uh, Golden Globe uh, accepting awesome. speech? Yeah. That's the coolest thing right? I've ever seen. That's pretty sweet. Ah, that was so fucking <laughs> that cool, was dude. Pretty sweet. Name ever that Pat and I derived back when Dick Duran was coach of the Bears. We called him the Big Dick J. <laughs> and yeah. by we, he means him. Jimmy would call yeah. him the Big Dick J. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. No, 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 no. it was a total team. <laughs> I, had, I remember Jimmy, the Big Dick J, just randomly. He also called Brian Erlacher Bill, Big Bill, for some reason. <laughs> Bill, and then which turned into Bill Lacker for a while. Yeah. Um, we had some Lance, times Lance Briggs was Lance Berger. Yep. Um, I was Peanut was just Peanut, so that was an easy one to keep track I of. I called Br- He got a shot out in the game last Did night. Did he? he? As he should. In the post game, they were talking about... Um, Force fumbles or something? Yeah, Force fumbles. And I forget who... Is it the, ti- it might have been the Titans-Ravens game? Uh no, at the end of the Niners game. Gotcha. He uh he didn't make it, but he is the closest maybe defensive player to be a 40-40 player, 40 interceptions and 40 forced fumbles. Wow. But I think the the peanut punch alone is going to get him in the Hall of Fame. Personally. That run that he went on for a couple of years there was awesome. Dude, wasn't Remember yeah. when he had four against the Titans? Dude, I remember that's why I that. I thought it was the Titans-Ravens game. Dude, fucking insane. Kenny Britt just got destroyed that game. He fumbled twice, I think. <laughs> just so scared. Uh, Where are we? What are can we, we pepper in some force fumbles? <laughs> <laughs> Peanut punched the ball. 
peanut punch the ball, please. <laughs> Sean, you were There's born to do about that, your voice. right? You were, you were born to speak into a shoulder microphone. It's like my best talent. <laughs> we found Sean's talent is above average. Too. Me and Sean were talking about the other day how there's some people out there that are just so good at things like whatever it might be drawing whatever there's people that are so talented and all i want to be is just marginally talented at one thing sean is an expert shoulder mic speaker sean is now james cameron's shoulder mic speaker. jim cameron doesn't even do it himself he hires sean Whatever, whatever script we come up with next, that right. needs to be Sean's character. Sean will be a, needs to be, be like a director. the police captain over oh, the... There we go. Oh, Any, we good. need to just research positions that require a shoulder microphone. And Sean, every so why movie... Why don't we just write a script of a behind-the-scenes movie? Where Sean's a director? Dude, I'll play James Cameron behind the screen. I like the idea behind, of, behind the mic. of James Cameron hiring Sean just to speak into the shoulder <laughs> mic for him. Be like, all right, Sean, we need we need Celine in here. <laughs> Sean, come. Pepper and Celine Dion, please. <laughs> Sean's standing at a stool behind James Cameron. <laughs> That's what James Dressed wants. exactly like James Cameron. <laughs> like a, it's like a, a mini, mini James, James Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> like, mini, mini. Oh, my God. Dude, this just took like a Tropic Thunder <laughs> twist. Like, all right, so we've got our next movie. For Halloween, I'm going as James Cameron. Sean is my James Cameron microphone speaker. Shoulder mic guy. We got our next movie, JC and me. (laughs) A behind the scene looks how he became James Cameron's shoulder mic guy. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, uh, This went way better than expected. I thought we'd talk about a couple songs and, and that'd be it. How are we here? How do we end Andy's up here? just sitting here like, you guys are fucking idiots. I was trying to find the Celine Dion. I was looking too. I couldn't find uh, it. But it's, seriously, she has to have like 30 minutes of runtime. It's like a four-hour movie. That's not that's not out of control. Uh, oh, boy. That was good. That was rich. Well, it works well with the peanut punch thing too because the coach can come in through the mic. So if he's a defensive captain... You know? All right, so we've got potential careers in which Sean could use a shoulder mic. Oh, James man. Cameron's mini-me, police officer, maybe a, a really intense principal. <laughs> just over an intercom. <laughs> but he like has the intercom on him at all times on a vest. He's just all-powerful. Dudes, oh my God, I have the perfect job. I forgot to text you guys. So we're at Nordstrom's on Friday. Sarah was returning something. And there's a lady in the women's shoe department who walks around with a microphone going, women's shoes, we have a customer waiting. And just that's it. That's all she does. So like, there we everyone go. has a customer. Okay. So she do that in the men's department. Men's, men's shoes, we have a customer waiting. That's a good one, too. Basically, any... Um, any like convenience store or grocery store, they always have intercom announcements. Sean could just be that guy. We got a twenty-one at register three. Twenty-one. Price check. Aisle four. Yeah. Clean up on aisle Took four, a guy. Dump on aisle four. Okay. Um, aisle four is a mess. You could do uh, probably like a like a. 
fast food, like Steak and Shake, they speak into microphones. That's true. Just get one on your vest. I like the JC oh, and me situation. Sean is the uh, drive through guy. There you go. Yeah. This took a big step back from JC and me. JC and me. Drive through guy. I'll be okay. JC's me, dude. New movie, minimum wage, maximum effort, starring Sean Connell. <laughs> Just an ordinary life of an extraordinary Mike man. Right. He's the greatest drive through employee this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> Best test in the West. Teddy, best test in the West. I would have to, like, keep my finger on the button as I place the order. Be like, (laughs) extra cheese on that Big Mac. (laughs) How about... Sir, you don't have to keep making that sound. It does that for you. (laughs) Over and out. How about... uh, (laughs) Over and out. um, Game show contestant. Sean buzzes in and then speaks into the shoulder mic. (laughs) I like it. We could go a lot of places with let's, this. Let's get comms. The shoulder mic with the earpiece. Okay. Dude, we really should. Okay, guys. Pong for Charity 2.0. Yes, we'll have we'll walk around like security with comms. Sean, we'll just get Sean to speak like into that. the shoulder mic. I am definitely down. That sounds awesome. That sounds <laughs> All right. We'll wrap this up with a bow. Thanks for listening. Um Another big episode next week. So next week is Championship Sunday in the NFL, AFC and NFC Championships. The four of us will be gathering at my house in the newly dubbed Pat Cave. Because I'm an idiot for not calling it that for the entire existence of it. But we will gather in the Pat Cave. And we will do another live episode together. We'll try and get it live on Facebook as well. And then we're going to watch and enjoy the AFC and NFC Championship games together as a pod bonding experience. So tune in for that. Probably a better day than the Super Bowl because you get two good games. Two good games. We'll see. Matchups to be determined. Um, It should be fun. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. If you don't already, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Bros Let's Talk. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at Podbean at broseletstalk.podbean.com. For Jimmy, Sean, and Andy, this is Pat. Later, dudes. Cheese. Later. Later, over and out. All right. Let's on the men, I hate goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs>